secret art of business? The creative side of our brain and the business side of our brain may seem like two separate entities, but they are actually interconnected and complementary. The creative side of our brain can bring fresh and innovative ideas to the table, while the business side of our brain can turn these ideas into practical and profitable solutions. By tapping into both the creative and business side of our brains, we can find a balance between risk-taking and practicality, leading to more success and fulfillment in both our personal and professional lives. I'm Katherine Lane Klein, entrepreneur and creative person, and in this podcast, we will hear success stories from people that are doing exactly that, and hopefully giving you ideas of how you can too. Welcome everyone to The Secret Art of Business. And today my guest is Vivian Wagner. Vivian, thank you so much for being here today. Your website is really fun. And I love that you have the giant word creative in it, you know, which is one of my favorite words. And uh, we were just talking off camera on how you're not just providing digital strategy, but it's creative digital strategy, which I think is really kind of the key. So with that, if you could tell us a little bit about your business, you know, when you started it or how long you've had it and what it is you can provide to your customers. Absolutely. And again, thank you for having me this morning. So Houndstooth Media Group is a creative digital strategy agency. And, you know, I've never really thought that much about the word creative in there, but um, we are a full service digital marketing agency and we really know Google. So we love to get creative on how to save our customers time and money and have Mm -hmm. them get found without um, spending a lot of money on advertising dollars and, you know, really just getting that foundation set for them first. And a lot of our uh, our clients don't have a huge marketing budget to work with, so you have to start somewhere, right? So right. if you can't right. cannonball into the deep end of the pool, what's the first step into the pool to take? And and that often uh, requires a little, you know, thinking cap, a little elbow <laughs> grease, and getting creative about it. So uh, Houndstooth has been in business for ten years. And uh, we work with all sorts of different clients. Uh, but really, I love the small business owner. I do. Um, the people who are $5 million and under, I love them. Um, I love helping them get from here to there and set their goals. And I and, uh, have a, a wonderful team that we work with. And then we also have a sister company called Web Whiskey. That Ooh. again, we got creative because um, it is a do-it-yourself website builder that is created with WordPress. So it's similar to Wix and Squarespace, but it is WordPress. And it has a built-in business and marketing coach to help business owners get there. Yeah, we think so. And we, we got creative with that because at the agency, we were seeing where business owners were struggling. Maybe they'd been on a Wix or a Squarespace and now they're, they're growing and they can't necessarily get from here to there with the current website. But if you've been paying Wix or Squarespace prices and then you turn around and come to a custom agency like ours, you're going to have a little sticker shock when it's time <laughs> yes. to get your, your new website, right? So we wanted something that's in the middle where you're not going to have sticker shock. You have the ease of use of um, a do-it-yourself website builder, um, but you have that built-in guidance. So we took our signature process from Houndstooth that we walk our, our clients through to really understand who they are, what they do, who they want to be working with, really digging into what makes them special. And we, uh, we automated it and turned it into a self-guided tour of exercises, if you will. So that's, that's our two companies. 
That's really, really cool because, and, you know, I just, since you mentioned Squarespace and WordPress and people really need to be aware that um, they do, they do build websites or you can make a website from both, but depending on what you want in your business, you may want one or the other. Like I, I see, you know, Squarespace as being, you know, if you want just something kind of basic, but if you wanted to do more, WordPress is worth looking into. And the fact that you're kind of helping people, because it is a little more complicated with that as said as well. Yeah. But um, learning. that's really, really awesome. And I'm going to have all your contact information in the information so people can get a hold of you. Um, I love this idea, too, of where, you know, you are just like this problem solving part of it. And you had mentioned, again, off camera, that, in that the parameters sometimes are kind of nice to have when you are trying to create something, you know, just for someone just to kind of come in and say, just make me something that there's just there's no guide there but if they get a little more specific here's my budget here's my customer here's what i want to say you can just go crazy with that which is part of the fun of being a creative person it is it is i i don't think creativity just happens in a vacuum Mm -hmm. it doesn't just spontaneously combust into being even if it comes very easy for you there is something somewhere that inspired you something created that little spark. It didn't just happen. Mm -hmm. And so uh, whether you saw something or saw, you know, somebody should like, somebody should do something. This isn't (laughs) great. People can't, you know, build their business or, you know, whatever that might be. I've only got $50, you know, something is there that provides a parameter that you can work within. Exactly. Exactly. So with that said about things, sparking ideas and things like that, you became a business owner. But prior to that, there was little Vivian. And um, yes. I'm sure that she did something really creative too. So when you were a kid, what did you do that was really, really sparked your creativity before people told you you had to get serious and get a job? <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like I've always been creative. I've always liked uh, art. Mm-hmm. I always liked, um, you know, not make-believe I, I'm I'm a little too pragmatic for make believe, but I've always been creative. So like I have a younger sister, and she used to love playing with Barbies. I freaking hated Barbie. I was not into. I was a little tomboy, but I would play with my sister long enough to get Barbie's house built and decorated. And we we didn't have a Barbie dream house. We I'm like it's a shoebox, and Mom's right. high heel was the sports car, you know, whatever. And then we'd get Barbie's houses built your Barbie comes to my Barbie's house for dinner. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm I'm the creative part. She's got a beautiful house. Great curb, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. My job. Um, Yeah. Like I I found an old picture. um, I was probably 13 or 14, you know, and this is in, in the seventies, early eighties. I'm wearing the tube socks with the dolphin shorts and I am putting together the saddest little work bench uh, shelf that you've ever seen with the wrong tools and everything. But I just had gotten in my dad's garage and just uh, decided I was going to build a little, a uh, little bookshelf. And it's the funniest picture, no guidance, no permission. Cause I did get in trouble. <laughs> tools. Um, but you know, so I've always just kind of been like that. I mean, just always enjoyed art and painting things. I had a couple of aunts that were into ceramics and they, you know, they would do that greenware and then, give me the, the acrylic paints where I could paint them. Right, right. So growing up, I, I did that. And what you're talking you know? about a lot 
is uh, creative problem solving. It's like, you know what? I need a bookshelf. So how do I figure out how to yeah. make it? You know, I don't need any yeah. instructions or permission or anything. It's just like, I have this need and I need to just figure out how to do it. Yeah. Well, and you know, it didn't, I don't think it occurred to me to ask for permission because I would see my dad doing it all the time. Um, and I needed this bookshelf because I'm a voracious reader. And um, yeah, I needed a little bookshelf. So uh, it didn't occur to me that it was a problem. Exactly. I, it didn't occur to me to ask for help. And it was, I, I, after this podcast, I'm going to find it. I'm going to send it to you. It is the saddest oh. little little rickety thing. That was what I did, you know, growing up and, um, you know, I, um, I got married at 22 and that didn't work out. I have two, uh, beautiful Same. grown sons. Right. <laughs> but like, I remember, you know, our first or second Christmas together, not having, um, enough money to really like do ornaments or whatever. Like it was just really a tight budget. I took wadded up grocery bags, um, like the plastic, old plastic oh, grocery yes. bag, yes. turned them into like the center of like a paper mache thing. And I, I painted them like little globes and I peace on earth. And that was my tree. I like made trash into, into Christmas ornaments. Um, we are, we were having a little Christmas get together and I wanted little party favors. So here's a trash bag yes. that I painted for you. <laughs> yeah, was, I don't think anyone knew that they started off that way because they had the cute little twine uh, hanger and everything. Oh, yeah. But, like that was always my mindset. I wanted to be a good hostess. I wanted a party favor. What, how, what can I do here? And that's what happened. And See, then, you know, then when we got. You saying that is, is sparking all the crazy things that I have also created out of trash or cardboard or boxes or things like that, because it's like, I, you know, I don't may, may not have the money for this right now, but I want it. So how, what do I have laid around that I can make into that? And exactly. I'm going to guess there's probably a lot of people listening to this that they're like, oh my God, mm -hmm. I need that too. And that's what probably that the whole uh, uh, do it yourself trend and that it was all these people who were like, you know, I can probably maybe make some money at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, um, during that, that marriage, there was a, um, a little rickety grapevine picket fence that, um, we, we had to take down. It was falling down and I wouldn't let my ex throw away those pickets. And I'm like, I gotta do something. We made picket fence beds. We, oh, we, the we're in the footboard were picket fence beds and there's an area in Southern California, um, the orange circle and it's full of cute little shops and antiques. And I like dragged pictures of my beds in there and little wreaths that I was making. And I was able to sell some of my furniture through these shops. It was, it was super fun. And that was my first uh, real foray into entrepreneurship. I didn't recognize it at the time, but I was like, you know, I, I just made this product and it's really cool. And what if somebody, we oh my God, who would, who would want the crazy out of my head? Um, but so we did that. And then, um, when the ex and I got divorced in the split up of the property, um, he took the China and I took the power tools. If that's any indication. Um, I love it. It's yeah. perfect. I mean, it's perfect. No, yeah. I'm really going to need these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, so at, at the point that we broke up, I was living a thousand miles away from family in Southern California. We had moved up to the Portland, Oregon area and I didn't want to leave 
because we had just bought what I considered to be my dream house. It was a 1914 Craftsman farmhouse on a double lot in a historic neighborhood. I was just in love with it. And it felt like if I go back to Southern California, that's a little bit of, it's a defeat. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to see how I can do this. I started a pottery business. I had been taking a a pottery class in July and, um, you know, he, he left uh, while I was pregnant with kid number two. Um, and I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I want to stay here. I love this house. I, I feel like I just have to do this for myself. And so I had been, you know, dabbling in the pottery and giving it away as gifts or whatever. So I, doubled down and I got myself a booth at the local farmer's market and I would spend, you know, Sunday through Friday filling custom orders and hurrying, you know, yelling at the clay, dry faster so I could, you know, get it done in time. Um, and then I would go to the, the farmer's market. I would sell all my pottery and go home, unload the car, sit down for a minute and then start again. And I did that for a couple of years before wow. I went this is hard. I should probably go back to school and finish school. So I did that. And I have a degree in public administration with an emphasis on policy development. So I didn't recognize it at the time for being marketing, but it was marketing because it, it's public affairs. It is working with, um, you know, certain, certain legislators and their constituents. And how are you going to spin this, this legislation that you want to get passed? How, right. how are you going to sell this? It's creative um, problem solving again. You know, it's like, how do we get exactly. everybody on the same page with this? You know, how do we get this passed? And that's ex- actually the fact that you said that explains a lot why I, I always kind of stay involved politically in, in what's kind of going on around me and why I find it so interesting too. But just, it's like the thought process that goes behind the strategy. It, I mean, there's a lot of marketing involved in politics, you know, to kind of get- oh, 100%. You know, things how are you going to phrase this? What's the right word to use? What are the pain points- yep of the, that group that you are, are trying to solve and what is the objection that the people who don't want this are going to have and how do you get out in front? Like, exactly. And like, and like marketing, a lot of it is very, um, emotion based too. Yes. So it's, and I'm, we're seeing that even more so now. I think people kind of figured yes. out. What yeah. <laughs> um, <is> that? <laughs> so you, that is just an awesome, awesome backstory, but now I'm going to fast forward a little bit to like, at some point you decided to open Houndstooth. So how did that all come yes. about? Okay. So, so ex-husband is gone. I'm now married to my high school sweetheart. We've been married 20 oh. years. We reconnected after I was divorced, connected at a high school reunion. And the rest is history. As they say, I moved back down to Southern California to be with him and, you know, build our life together. And, um, decided when I got pregnant with our son to stay home. So I dropped all the politics. I dropped everything and I was not bored, but not that oh, something was minded minded out something. <laughs> right. Mine didn't shut off. And, uh, there, you know, the little monkeys back there, they're all grown now, but, um, they are hilarious and I don't scrapbook. Right. So as a mom, I started this blog where I was writing the funny stuff because I have a writing background, um, writing about the funny things these guys did and just whatever that blog went from, you know, funny kid stories to me doing what I liked to do, which was 
cook things and decorate things and make things and, and entertain. And that blog found an audience much to my surprise. Um, and so I developed this do it yourself lifestyle blog that had this audience that had me working with brands. I, um, I was a beta Pinterest user. Um, all of, all of this designed to drive traffic to a website. That's why I'm an SEO expert. I learned on my own with elbow grease because bloggers make money when people come to their website, right? People are like, how, how is you don't sell anything? Nope. But I have ads on my site. And every time I have page views, those ads start paying out. And if you get a big enough audience, you start working with companies and brands who want to pay, right? So that's what I did for several years. And then I had a friend who was a luxury real estate agent and we were on a girl's trip and she goes, can you help me? Actually, my brokerage wants me to write a weekly blog post for um, our, our company website. I don't have the time. Can I hire you to ghostwrite it? Sure. No problem. Mm -hmm. little extra money. I'm happy to do that. Well, then I looked at the brokerage and what they were doing. This is back in 2013. And I was like, oh my gosh, they don't know how to use digital marketing. This is not how you use Facebook. This is not, this is not, you know, I, and <laughs> so I had nothing but criticism for what they were doing because they were doing it wrong. They were using their Facebook page to just wish their team members happy birthday. The end. That's what they were doing. Nobody was, was seeing that. So I had made these comments to her she said, would you mind talking to the guys and tell them that? Well, I thought the guys were just her friends. They were the five founding partners of the brokerage. Oh, wow. And I'm so glad at the time I did not know who they were, or I would have just fallen all over myself. Like, well, you know, I would have been a, a, in a panic, but I sat down and just started telling them you're doing it wrong. Uh -huh. Here's, here's what you, you should be doing. And, and as I'm saying this to them and as I'm seeing their reactions and I'd met them in passing before, but as I'm seeing them, their reactions, the pennies dropping, these are decision makers. The, oh gosh, I'm insulting the owner of the company. And I was like, oh no, no, I, I can help you with this. I can help. And my friend like proverbially kicks me under the table and you know, shoots me this look. And I'm like, I'll get you a proposal. That's what I'll do a proposal. And I could barely see her do that. She helped me write the proposal. She, um, she helped me, you know, this is the format it needs to be in. And, and how much do you think it's going to be? And I, I wrote out a number that I thought was ridiculous. I, mm -hmm. I felt really, because remember I'm a do it yourself lifestyle person. Right. We make pottery out of trash bags. Exactly. And I'm talking to people um, who own businesses in Santa Monica, Brentwood, Beverly Hills, right? So a more affluent situation. And I told her the number and she goes, great, triple that. And I was like, are you oh, insane? Friend. What a good friend. And I was just like, oh, can't triple that. That it, you don't understand. I'm just me. This comes easily right. for me. And it was, it was one of my, my first lessons in just because it does comes easily for you. Doesn't mean that it doesn't have value. Yes. Yes. And that yes. was a real big lesson for me to learn. And I still am sometimes learning it because there's a lot of things that come easily for me. Anyhow, she said, and don't just give them the proposal, sit down with them, get on the phone with him and go over it together. The lead guy. 
I did. He didn't bat an eye. He says, when will you, when will you start? I'm like tomorrow. So that was my business born right there, sitting at my dining room table by myself. And I worked my hiney off for the next six months, revamping this brokerage's uh, marketing department. And all the while getting real estate agents, individuals coming to me and saying, can you do what for us, what you're doing for your friend? And that's how Houndstooth was born. And I started calling friends, other bloggers that I knew. I'm like, can anyone revamp a YouTube channel? Who can do that for me? And that's how I built my team. That is so awesome. it's people who know as much as I know, if not more, and who've, who've just jumped in. And of course, we've had additional hires you know, along the way, and we're now much more intentional about it. But I absolutely did not mean to start a business. That's fantastic. 100%. That is fantastic yeah. that you just basically fell into it, but it was based on all this history that you have about just figuring things out. It's, it's actually yeah. quite, quite amazing and fun. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so, so you, well, you know, let me ask you this first too, because I'm curious, where did the name come from? Actually, my husband, because I was, I was, you know, looking to see at the time, like back in 2013, what, um, what were other people who were sort of in my space? What, what were they doing? And I was trying to figure out some iteration of Vivian Wagner consulting or Vivian Wagner, this or that. And I really just, I was so focused on like, Oh, that domain would be hard. Like I was searching that way. I was not thinking bigger picture and I'm glad it didn't work out because I would, I would be so limited if I was Vivian Wagner and mm -hmm. because then everyone would only want to work with me and right. I, that's not sustainable or scalable. Right. So from right. the other room, my husband, who's the peanut gallery just shouts out houndstooth media group. I love houndstooth. It's, it's my signature pattern. I'm always, I still have a few pieces, I think from high school that just because oh it's God. classic, you can, yes. you can dress it up and be breakfast oh, and Tiffany, Tiffany. Tiffany's about it. Or you can pair it with some Doc Martens and some neon and take it in a completely different direction. So it's very versatile and classic. I, so, I love it. Too. Um, okay. So everything's going great with Houndstooth. What are you doing now that still kind of sparks you creatively? That's not based on your work. It's not based on work. Yes. Work has become this huge part of the life. It, you know, it's work is the thing that will sometimes wake me up at three in the morning. Cause well, I'll always, be always thinking it's, about it is where it's assuming, but there's gotta be something you're doing either with your husband, your kids, you know, just your quiet little, you know, guilty pleasures. I mean, yeah. what is it that's kind of sparking like the next version of you? So, um, I always, Christmas time is my time. Love Christmas. And I'm always like thinking about that. I change the color scheme every year. Uh, this past year we had about six trees. Some of them were small, but six. Um, uh -huh. I love that stuff. Every Sunday we have Sunday dinner. We alternate between having it here at our home or at my parents. We, we move closer to them. They're about 15 minutes away now. And everyone comes. Do not laugh. I am having so much fun making charcuterie boards. <gasps> I love it. I'm I like, love I'm it. Like, so here. Like, it's like painting with food. Yes. Yes. I am ha having so much fun with it. 
you know, the other, uh, for I think it was mother's day weekend. We were driving and there was a wild sunflower on the side of the road. I'm like, honey, pull over. I need that sunflower. And I grabbed the sunflower and I brought it home and I stuck it on that little corner of the charcuterie. He's like, you're so weird. Like, but I know I just saw it. I just have to have it. I'm definitely not going to laugh because I take my meat and cheese plate very seriously. And if you can make it look amazing, you know, I'm here for it. I really am. I love that. I love that because yes, like you said, it's like painting with food and it is something that's completely unrelated to your business, but I can yeah. just see it brings you a lot of joy. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I like, um, I like cooking a lot. Um, Cooking's and, a- you know, during the week, I, I don't during the week. It's like, what's for dinner? I don't know. Fend for yourself. Um, so weekends, I really enjoy being able to step away a little bit. I mean, I still, because we're launching web whiskey and, you know, uh-huh. we're in beta for that and there's always something and this will always be there. <laughs> right. But, but I still, I still am devoting more time to it now that, now that it's launched there, we devote a lot of time to it because Houndstooth, you know, it becomes a team managed company. Um, we have great clients, things are, are running nicely and it's like, well, things look good. Let's throw something else onto the pile and, and disrupt our lives a little bit with work creatively, but still. And so um, I do, I enjoy cooking on the weekends. I love kind of just puttering in the yard. I like to putter. I do like to be home. And so I will, I will I like- go, I'm going to clean stuff. I like to clean things. I do. It's, it looks so much nicer when you're done. I mean, I totally get so that. And, and people are like, that's so weird. Why don't you just hire somebody? Because it is a productive way to have something get done that needs to get done. But my mind goes, I do mm-hmm. not focus mm-hmm. on washing a dish or, you know, cleaning grout or whatever it is that I decide is filthy and needs to be cleaned right this minute, right? <laughs> whatever that is, I get to let my mind go. Yes. And I get, I have something that is a tangible result of what I just spent my time doing and my mind goes. So I get some of my best ideas, I think, in the shower or cleaning yep. something. Yeah. And because- I think there's a, there's gotta be like some, a definite science around that. And I'm, I'm kind of um, leaning towards the idea that you have to disengage that left side of your brain because that's the one that's driven. That's the one that just, I gotta keep working, gotta keep working. Mm-hmm. But people are doing these little things, even if they're small and what we're seeing a lot today is people that do those um, paint and sip classes. We mm-hmm. see people binge watching like Desperate Housewives. We see people just say, I just need a glass of wine at the end of the day to unwind. That's all that is. And cleaning is definitely one of those things too. And when people say, I get my best ideas in the shower, it's exactly what you're talking about where it's like, I got to disengage this side and start. And even with the shower, it's about the lather. It's about the smell. It's about the yep. feeling, the sensation, and it's shutting off that left side mm-hmm. and really capturing that other side. So, okay, I got to give you a rest over here. And <laughs> yeah. I got to be over here for a minute. But then while you're here, it's like, oh, wait a second. Let's talk to this person over here again, because now I got an idea that you can work on. Yeah, um, exactly. Yes, yes, all of that. And, and at that the same time, like you don't feel guilty that you're not working the problem because you still have a tangible result at the end. You have a clean body or you have a clean house. You know, there there is something that is great. That's done. (laughs) Exactly. I know. Yes. But uh, to your point, people do feel guilty when they are like, I can't stop working. I can't stop working. 
And again, it's like, no, wait a minute, take that walk, watch the show, take the shower, <laughs> clean mm-hmm. the grout or whatever. But truth be told, I finally need to get somebody to kind of clean my grout now, but I, so I can work on even other things. But if that's your thing, don't let it go by any stretch. It's like, this helps me with my business, you know, making yeah, sure my dishes are clean helps. I, I feel like you can tell when you're at that point. Um, if, if you've ever like been grabbing something out of the closet and go, this is ridiculous. And right then and there, you start pulling things out and organizing. If it comes upon you to clean out and organize your closet, don't, don't do anything else. That feeling doesn't come around very often. Take advantage, right? So it's kind of of like create it's reverse creativity, if you will. It's like, you can't force creativity. You cannot say, I'm going to sit down and be creative right now. It's yes. there or it's not. Sort of like clean out the, sh- the, the closet now or you don't. So when those right. moods hit you, you, can't, you cannot push all of it through a certain door. This is my creative door. I can't push it. I can't make it happen. It's inauthentic to try to, I'm going to sit here and be creative. Um, so if I'm not feeling creative, like if, if there's copy that needs to be written, if there's graphics that need to be created, if I need to really, you know, noodle around something that we're inventing, um, if I'm not feeling it, I don't do it. I do something else right then. Yes. And, um, yes. You, you have to treat it that way because you're not going to get a, a great result. Um, if you do, and people are like, Oh, we'll just use AI. Well, yeah, yes. we do, we do use AI, but if you aren't really thinking about the prompts that you need to put in, if you aren't really thinking about the strategy that needs to be behind it, you're just going to get bad copy faster. So that's not helpful. <laughs> right? right? I kind of like um, just AI using it. We'll, we'll talk about this just briefly is that um, it helps me kind of redirect my thinking. So it's almost like sharing it with somebody else. Can you read this and let me know what you think or what, what words can I say to make this sound more professional or whatever? And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I use it. It's like, you know what? I'm saying this a little, maybe I'm a little writing this a little too flip. How do I bring it back? So it right. sounds more professional or more funny or more approachable. Right. And it adds some words that I'm like, Oh, I didn't think of that. That's a great word. And then I will still, it's not still never exactly what I would say, but it does help train, you know, get me in a direction that I might not have thought about, which is what I kind of appreciate about it. But um, to your point, yeah, it's not, it's not the end all, but it much like it's, it's just a different, it's a tool. And for me, sometimes it's just walking away from what I wrote or drew or whatever and just say, I got to come back and this because um, I kind of hit a wall here. Garbage out, right? Mm -hmm. If you eat a crap diet, you're going to feel like crap. If you eat, the AI just uh, something that's non-specific and not really strategic behind it. You're going to get crap back out of it. So exactly. you, you sometimes have to be in the mood to do that. And I, I think creatively um, back to parameters, if I'm, if I've got something swirling around in my head with regard to AI swirling around in my head, and I know that I want to write a certain something, a certain way, I, this is what the end result should be. And I can't quite get there from my approach. Putting in anything into AI that can give me a framework to work off of. Now I have a structure and I can take my creative stuff and build it out. That's been helpful. 
I, yes, yes, hundred percent. Um, because that goes back to, um, you know, blank wall syndrome, blank canvas syndrome, blank page syndrome. It's like, I, I need something to kind of spark the rest of this. I, I totally get that. And that's a yeah. great, I great idea. Yeah, it is great. It's helpful. I can use it as a tool. Well, Vivian, this has been awesome. I, I feel you. like I've met a kindred spirit. You get me. And that's what I like about this. I'm meeting so many people that just are my people and have just this one, you know, they're just the, the mind is constantly working, you know, the tweaking, the fixing, the cleaning, the innovating, the um, restoring, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just kind of we call it the zhuzhing, the zhuzhing for the, the zhuzhers. Zhuzhing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I will have all your information in the notes so people get a hold of you because I do think you can truly help people with all of their communication and maybe just have some random ideas for them too. You never know. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the podcast. The Secret Art of Business is supported by Portfolio Creative. Portfolio Creative is a recruiting and staffing company specializing in finding marketing talent. Go to PortfolioCreative.com to get started in finding your next marketing person or your next job. We are experts. We are creative. We are good humans. Please subscribe or follow this podcast to get the latest episodes. And let me know if there's someone you think of that would be a great guest on the show. Here we can build a community that believes creativity and drive can work together.